Hey, this is Adam Cruz, owner-broker of the Herman London Real Estate Group and host of the St. Louis Realtor Podcast. And this is Shannon St. Pierre, a realtor at Herman London and co-host of the St. Louis Realtor Podcast. Before we begin, we just want to say that we are Realtors, which is different from someone who is simply an agent. The term Realtor identifies a real estate professional who is a member of the National Association of Realtors and subscribes to its strict code of ethics. And even though it's called the St. Louis Realtor Podcast, this show is for everyone who's interested in real estate. Buyers, sellers, realtors, HGTV watchers, everyone. So if this specific episode isn't exactly what you're looking for, go through our past episodes and I guarantee you'll find a topic that interests you. And if there's a topic you want us to cover, email us at podcast at hermanlondon.com. That's Herman, H-E-R-M-A-N-N, london.com. And we'll talk about it on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening and enjoy. From the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with Adam Cruz and Shannon St. Pierre. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast live from the basements and offices of Adam Cruz and Shannon St. Pierre. Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're super excited to be here today. We're going to kind of talk about, uh, you know, a lot of real estate related, coronavirus related real estate topics. Um, so today we're going to get into the two biggest questions that we're getting from people. Um, we're going to get into uh, the details about those topics. We're going to talk about what we think realtors should be doing during this time. And uh, I'd like to share a little bit about what uh, Herman London, the company, what our company is doing kind of in response to this issue. Uh, we've been doing a ton of Zoom calls, first of all, with a, with our agents to keep them informed and motivated. Um, we're really working using Zoom to kind of build that sense of community that I think people are missing now that they're stuck, kind of stuck at home. Um, and Zoom, we become Zoom experts all of a sudden because we're doing a daily call with the agents and we're just talking literally about all the different issues that are coming up for people. Um, crazy situations that we never expected or planned for. And we're working together really well as a group to find solutions and, and make plans and how to handle things. Um, some of the things that we're, we're really glad that we have already that's been working for us is our, in terms of file review, we've, we've been paperless for a long time, but it's really working great for people to be able to turn in their contracts, turn in their deals, we review them, and the agents are able to access them and that kind of thing. Uh, we are finding our direct deposit to the agent's account to be more popular. So if, uh, if a commission check comes into the office, we can pay the agent and they can get their money that day without having to come to the office and get their check and go to the bank and all that kind of stuff. We've had that functionality for a long time, but people are actually starting to uh, take us up on it. Um, we're excited that we have Joey. You know, everyone knows uh, podcast producer Joey Vasovich. And he now works with us full time. And so he's been a big part of our agents, uh, you know, helping our agents to make sure that they know how to do a virtual tour or a video and then helping them to edit them and make them 
a little bit better to watch and helping us come up with different social media campaigns and different methods we're using to reach out to everybody. Um, for our clients, you know, we all, we all have the e-signature capability. Most of us use DocuSign, but this whole social distancing thing is, is, um, is not affected by our ability to sign contracts and do documentation through uh, e-signatures. We're really encouraging our agents to take what we call a high tech and high touch approach. We've been talking about that for years. Um, you know, we're using tech like the e-signatures and like these Zoom calls and all that stuff, but we're, we're asking our agents to really reach out to their people, their friends, their family, of course, their clients, their past clients, uh, people in their community. We're, you, you know, of course, staying in touch with all of the vendors that we work with, title companies, lenders, inspectors, appraisals, all that kind of thing. And so we're taking what we call a high tech, high touch approach. And then a lot of our agents, the, the response that shouldn't have surprised me, but they were really reaching out saying, what can we do? How can we help? And I think that we're seeing that a lot in the communities in general, but so our agents are wanting to help other people. And so they're joining groups like Maple Good, if you've heard of that, and others to see what we can do, whether we can give money, whether we can give supplies, whether we can give our time, when people are driving around donating supplies to people or hospitals. Um, we printed a bunch of flyers that people are delivering around Maplewood to get the word out about this Maple Good group and things like that. Uh, it's been interesting, hasn't it, Shannon? It's been very interesting. And I think um, the bottom line, though, going forward with this podcast is that that we're still in business and we're still all working. So the agents are working, the title companies are working, the banks are still there. So everything's still, you know, open for business. Yeah. So we're taking these like extreme uh, approaches to what would generally have been normal activities before, like showing property and that kind of stuff. But um, we're super excited when the uh, essential businesses information came out from St. Louis County and then the St. Louis Association of Realtors had their attorneys write us all a letter saying that they do consider real estate and realtors to be considered an essential business. So we were excited about that because we were worried for ourselves. We were worried for our clients and we were just kind of wondering how things were going to work. And so when that, when that came out, that helped uh, calm a lot of us, I think. Um, one of the biggest questions that we're getting now, I said that we we're going to talk about the two biggest issues that are coming out. You've got the first one there. What's the biggest question we're getting? Um, should I list or should I wait? So we're hearing from our sellers and they're saying that and I'm going, what kind of a loaded question is that? Right. But they all are asking it. There isn't one that, ha that hasn't contemplated with the new situation. So it is a conversation and it is a loaded question because it's not a yes or no. Right. right. And, yeah. And just like everything, it's a little bit complicated and there's variables that come into play. For example, are they living there or is there a tenant living there? Is the property vacant? Um, it, if they are living there, are they willing to let people come through their house? Are they willing to you know, clean their house, spray down and wipe down the house after people leave? Um, and so we I guess we have to talk to each seller on a case by case basis. But in general, my answer has pretty much been list uh, because what right. we found is that there's still a lot of activity going on 
and there's still a lot of people out looking at properties. And I don't think we're so worried about days on market. A lot of people are worried about days on market. I don't think that days on market is going to be that big of a deal. Um, you know, people are going to say, oh, it's been on the market for 30 days. There must be a problem. I think that it's obvious that the problem is the coronavirus, not necessarily the property at this point. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that that's actually really true. I hadn't um, really thought about that too much, but I don't think days on market's going to be something that people really ask necessarily or consider when looking at a home as much as they have in the past. Yeah. So when we do, you know, we kind of want to take a a responsible approach to this if we're going to list somebody's property and let people come through it. So some of the things that we're doing is um, we're sending notice to any realtor that is coming through the property about asking them to minimize the amount of people who come, asking them, of course, to minimize what they touch. People are bringing wipes or we're providing wipes and gloves and all that kind of stuff. Um, I did a showing this morning and the people had masks on. Uh, We're working with Showing Time, not just us, but uh, the realtors in general are working with this app uh, solution called Showing Time, which is how we schedule the appointments. And it's really limiting the amount of showings that happen at a time to one group. So before where we could schedule an appointment and if there was someone else there or whatever, we would just kind of storm on in and say, realtors, how you doing? You know, we're here to see the house too. But now. Right. So they would allow in the past overlapping appointments. So me and you as two separate realtors can make appointments at the same time or overlapping that time frame of somehow. And it it was allowed. And so a lot of realtors are backing out and they're not only backing out of that one showing at a time frame, um, but they're limiting the showing. If, especially if it's, if it's vacant, it's not so much of an issue. If it's occupied, they're limiting it to um, maybe a 30 minute window where normally we're asking for anywhere from 45 to an hour minimum window time frame. Yep. And what my experience has been that the, the people are being respectful like I said, I was showing a house this morning and, you know, when I was going to leave, I noticed there was people outside waiting. So they must have realized that I was in there and they waited outside. They didn't come in and get in my personal space. Uh, so another realtor? That was another realtor and his clients. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very good. Yeah. But, you know, does a seller have to allow for showings? Um, no, of course they don't have to do anything. It's their house. Um, I've got a seller. We're going to go live here in a few days. And they're saying we are cool with showings, you know, with kind of the restrictions that you and I just talked about, Shannon. But they're saying we don't want any open houses. And I'm going, that's fine because we're not going to do an open house anyway, at least not a live or, you know, in-person open house. We'll go virtual. Yeah, I feel like that that an open house is too hard to control because they don't want groups of more than 10 which it could be easy, but it's also there's times at open houses that you get an influx of people and it's not, it's, it, it's hard to control, not to mention just the, the chaos of it, of everything. So, yeah. but to back to the point of the video, the video walkthrough that a lot of agents are doing, I think is um, it's just a really great approach to and an alternative to the open house at this point, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned the groups of 10. Is that, if that's the current rule. I don't know. But everyone's still kind of like, get away from me, you know. Well, it's groups of 10. At, according to the document that's sent out by the city and the county. Okay. But you still have to maintain distancing of six feet. <laughs> okay. 
And then uh, the other thing that's interesting is, yeah, we are doing all these like all this kind of stuff, which, you know, our goals in the past was always, let's get as many people as we can to the property. We want them to come, we want them to see the house and we want them to fall in love. And so now we're saying, we want you to see everything we can show you about the house before you come. And we, and only if you're still in love, then we want you to come. And so it's kind of been interesting to see how it's changed. Yeah. You know. Hey, here's a great example of somebody working from home. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're all trying to compromise with the, um, the stay at home order, right? Exactly. So all the kids are out of school. And uh, so we're here trying to juggle a few different things. It happens. Perfect. And then uh, I, lastly, kind of about the should I list or should I wait thing, I just wanted to mention that we do have as realtors, we were excited that the Missouri Association of Realtors came out with a form um, where we can notify our sellers of the, the virus as if they haven't heard about it, but they get to choose. It's their choice if they want to have people come through or not. So I've been super impressed with the local realtor association and then the really the national and the state association, but the local and the state association have kind of really created all of these perfect forms for us. And that's been awesome. So yeah. let's see. And then we already sort of half answered this one, but I've got a lot to say about it. So tell me what is the next big question that everyone's asking? Uh, in regards to buyers, are buyers still looking? Are buyers still looking at houses? Yes. Probably the answer is yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so you're seeing, I think, examples of this in terms of still sellers getting multiple offers. And we've had a couple agents kind of state the same thing, that it, it doesn't seem to have slowed down. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we're still, I think that the data, the statistics probably haven't caught up enough for us to be able to say, well, we're seeing multiple offers and, you know, this price range, but anything over 300 or is, is slowing down or whatever, we haven't had enough time, in my opinion, to really be able to study that kind of data. Um, but I can say that in general, we're still seeing people showing properties. And, you know, for one of my clients, we submitted an offer on a property two days ago and there's multiple offers. And so that's just kind of the way the market is going, I guess. In my opinion, there's buyers out there who are not able to buy now because they've been furloughed or laid off or whatever. So they're kind of on the sidelines until they can get their jobs back. There's some buyers who are waiting because they're just like, gross. I don't want to be out amongst the people. You know? <laughs> um, I'm staying at home, right? And some of those are waiting. Right, but right. the ones who are still out looking, those people, in my perspective, are so serious. You have to be really, really serious about buying a house right now if you're actually going to go out and look. You know, sometimes we, we have people that are like, I just like looking at houses or, you know, I'm considering. Or let's just go ahead and go look at this one. It's probably not an option, but just think, you know, we'll just look at it too. Right. Exactly. That they're, it's, they really are truly honing in, which is why I think it's more important than ever to really do some really great photography um, so that you can showcase the house in the best possible way. If you have a seller as an agent, you want to make sure you're doing really great photos um, to just showcase every corner of the house and maybe just a few more than what we normally do so that um, buyers can kind of eliminate it and not interrupt um, the, the seller if they're still there or um, and they can or they can add it to the list and if it's a true possibility. 
because I think it's it's there. It's it's a maybe. They're not really looking at them. They're really honing in on the ones they're super serious about. For sure. And so we're seeing a lot of agents that are doing video tours and live tours and these Matterport um, tours and all this kind of stuff. But the one of the things is that the the you know the video technology has been there for years and years. But what has never really caught up is sites like Realtor.com and Zillow and them really showing the videos that we're making in a good way. The kind of the link to the video has always been sort of hidden. And yeah, so, that for sure. Right, and so people are doing a lot of agents are doing them now. And so what the kind of the approach that I've been taking is my favorite approach, which is to communicate with the agents, you know, and so call them and ask if they've done any sort of video tour or whatever. And a lot of them have. And so realtors are having to find creative ways to sort of get those videos out there other than just posting it on their Facebook, you know? And so we're, we're putting it, uh, for example, in the MLS agent remarks, uh, link to the video, we're putting it in the kind of the field where you can, where generally we used to notate when there was an open house and you can make little comments. We're putting the uh, video link in those open house in that open house comments section. And kind right. of that mm-hmm. We're doing whatever we can, you know, and all of these little details are all things that we've had to figure out in the last few days. And that's where like our daily company zoom calls have been so helpful. Um, you know, our company's, property search site, wiza.com, W-I-Z-A-H.com. Yes. It's been awesome because the company that like makes the functionality of that, uh, they jumped on this and they added a button now where anybody can ask for a virtual tour. So if someone- Oh, comes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They go to wiza.com. Now they can request a virtual tour. That request will come to us. And if, you know, if you're someone who's qualified or someone that we've, you know, that we're comfortable spending the time to do this on our, our agents are willing to go to the house and or do a Facebook live video with them and send it to them. So the buyers can kind of get those videos that they want, you know, again, without having to leave their house. I think that's awesome, by the way. I think that that's yeah. creative. I've been super impressed just all the way around, not with just our industry and some of the things which we'll talk about in a second, even like the forms the St. Louis Realtor um, Association yeah, whipped up forms in no time at all. But the way that business is being done in general, like and how companies are accommodating and adjusting to this new way of life for us right now. Totally. Um, I have just been, it's been really interesting. I think it's been awesome. People are really thinking outside the box and stepping up. I mean, a lot of companies do some really cool things. Yeah, I, be, I believe that people are, a lot of people are seeing this as kind of a fight or flight situation, uh, sink or swim, whatever. And the, yeah. sort of this fear of what's going to happen to our businesses is what's driving um, all of this sort of like reconnection, reengagement and uh, innovation that, that we're kind of doing right now. Mentioned about on, on Wizza too, we've added another button on our property search site where you can click to make an offer. So we've had this this uh, functionality for a while on HermanLondon.com, uh, where you can go to the site, you can our you can come to our website, you can enter in your information, and then it asks you a bunch of questions about kind of the details of the offer that you want to make, and you can sign and submit an offer electronically without having to talk to, meet with, wait for any anybody at all. 
Um, so we've had that functionality built out for a while, but we're kind of like, who's going to use that without seeing the house? You know, we thought maybe well, people have been using it on the website. Some people uh, have it, been using it. They, but but it's been really mainly popular. geared towards investment properties. Yeah. But now that people are getting used to virtual tours and stuff like that, it might become a much more popular part of our site. We'll see. I think it, it's a great option. That's on Wizard too, on every property. Yeah, there's it's a uh, it's not the prettiest button, but it says like, <laughs> hey, it's there. It's a button. It's there. It functions, and it feeds their you know the person on Wizard signed in generally, so it feeds their name and all that kind of stuff through. So, so those first two questions were the questions that the sellers and the public has been asking us. But a lot of the agents were asking these questions about these about our timelines. Uh, the the big one was about occupancy inspections and what are we going to do about those? And so because the the uh, municipalities are handling occupancies differently, and they weren't necessarily able to get there to do the occupancy inspections on time. And so we were kind of trying to figure out how to do that. And uh, the Association of Realtors came out with a form that's perfect for that situation. Right. Again, which is what I was saying, I kind of impressed. They came out with these last week. Yeah. I mean, so before the everything kind of shut down, um, they actually came out with these last week. Right. Even. And then the other one was an amendment, a kind of we call it the COVID amendment for it's basically saying we don't know what's going to happen if the title companies and all that kind of stuff are going to sh- close down. So we're adding this to any contracts that we have in place. That's saying there's going to be uncertainty and essentially kind of we'll work together on the timelines for things if we have to. And then the second part of that form that's applicable is it's essentially in some ways like removing the loan contingency date because it's saying if we've hit the loan contingency date, and then that between loan contingency and closing, um, if the buyer, you know, loses their job or has a loss of income or whatever, that will either be that the seller in general will be willing to kind of extend things or end the deal um, and return the earnest money to the buyer because it's kind of like a fault of buyer. It's kind of like coronavirus's fault essentially. Um, which I think is really good because that's been the, the um, one of the concerns, a major concern, rightfully so, for a lot of buyers is um, everything seems really good right now. It seems like it's still going to be stable, you know, every day seems to bring a new situation. Yeah. So it does protect the buyer um, in a way that if they are affected, that they can get out of the contract, get their earnest money back. And, um, you know, if they're affected by the fallout from COVID-19. And the thing that I'm liking for about this is that there's challenges and everyone's kind of like up for the challenge, you know? So a lot of yeah. people are asking, buyers are asking, are, are the, you know, can I still get an inspection? Can I still get an handyman? Can I, is the title company even going to be open? And so what we've seen so far is absolutely. And oh, right yes. Now, I mean, I just did a, um, put a condo under contract, I guess, on Sunday. And one of his biggest concerns is like, do you think we're going to be able to find an inspector? And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure, you know, they work. You know, if they don't work, they don't get paid. So they are, and they're still um, functioning and working and essential to this process. I don't know that he believed me until I was like, here, you know, call them up yourself. And um, their their schedules are opening up quite a bit. So um, they're more than happy. So Have you found that the inspectors, is the inspector going to set any sort of rules like he doesn't want the buyer to come? 
Yes. So now this inspection, this, um, he actually had the inspection today and the inspector sent out an email last night with, um, kind of new, which is new for me, new for everybody. Right. But he did kind of outline what, um, some expectations and address the new situation, um, in regards to COVID-19. So he was asking that minimal people, attend the inspection you know sometimes we like the buyers like to invite their entire family to come look at the property they're getting ready to buy um this one asked specifically that only the most essential people be there uh, more specifically just the buyers um and um he was going to wear gloves and he asked to maintain that social distancing that the cdc is recommending about six feet um, and he will be wearing a mask. He was going to bring a mask and gloves for the clients as well. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so we kind of laid it out and said up front, look, you know, so I guess probably take away a lot of the awkwardness of just showing up and going, hey, I'm going to wear this stuff. Can you please wear it too? Sorry, yeah. I know this is a little awkward, but he did um, actually link to the CDC guidelines and said in in response to their their guidelines this is what i'm doing to That's protect great. myself I mean, and protect you yep. so they're still working um and i know that that again was the concern of the buyer and i said um so he he did address it and um you know and it was just the inspector and just the um one of the buyers actually cool. so made it very i think very simple yeah We've always kind of had a company policy or at least a company best practice of the agent not going to the inspection because I feel like that's the buyer's time with the inspector who they're paying and the agent doesn't really play a role in the inspection process. But hopefully right. other people will start kind of following that best practice too and not having the agent at the inspection breathing all over you. Right. Well, so at this point, it really is minimizing the number of people in a property and that are gathering in a place. I, I know you were traveling recently, Shannon, but where, remember the other night when the uh, president came out and said that there's like they're lowering the federal fund rate to zero percent? You know, I don't know where you were when that was happening, but I was I think it was called the federal fund rate, whatever it was, the, the some rate, they lowered it to zero percent. Wasn't that last week? That was last week, I think. And I was sitting there watching the news, but I also was watching, you know, my Facebook at the same time. And it's like, everyone just started going crazy with going, what does this mean? I'll buy a house at 0%, you know, and everyone was going wild. And the the question that we're getting now is what's the deal with rates? Um, Right. And, And, uh, oh yeah. Um, But I think it was even interesting, the lender that's out of our office, um, uh Ryan, who is is really great in response to answering our questions. So too, yeah. but he popped on right away. I think when you made a comment, I don't know who made the comments on the Facebook page, but he said, hold on, let's see what this really does. And then the next day he popped on and said, he's really not going to do anything in return in regards to the mortgage rate. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't play into the mortgage rate. Which I thought was interesting. I kind of, <laughs> I'm was really much on the same plane as everybody else. Me too. percent. Like, I don't know. Come on, I'm in. Where do we go? Sign me up for something. I don't know what. Just sign me up. Uh, At zero percent. 
Yeah. You know, for people watching and kind of wondering what's going on with rates, the deal from my understanding is that there was like basically one day, I don't know if it was last week or 10 days ago or whatever, but where the rates were crazy low. You know, I think the interest rate on a 15 year mortgage was like 2.5%. And yeah. So three, yeah. wasn't it like um, a month ago they were at one of their, it was or three weeks ago. Um, so it was at their all time low or one of their all time historic lows was 3.28. Mm-hmm. And the 15 year was under three and it has been, um, for a while, even when I checked last week. Yeah. I got quoted 2.5% on a 15 year. Um, on a 15 year. Yeah. But right. that went away basically that day, you know? And so what, yeah. what, what they've told me is what happened is that the rates went down so low that banks got so swamped with people Immediately. refinance mm-hmm. couldn't handle it. And yep. so they like artificially have raised their rates up a little bit, but they're still really low, you know, in the threes right now. That's my understanding. You know, talk to your lender. Don't, don't quote me on that. I think they're in the fours. They're in the fours now. They're in the fours right now. But again, as we were saying, uh, that's, yeah, I, no, I still think that's really low. Um, as we said before, four is really, really low. Let's not forget, like when I first bought my house, my rate was six and a half percent. Yeah, it's no three. It's definitely no 2.5, but it's still pretty Okay, But that's a 15 year. So that's not so let's not get that confused with the typical 30 year mortgage that most people are doing when they buy a house. Let's not get it confused. You're right. Mm -mm. You know, the last kind of topic that I was hoping to talk about today is to any realtors that are listening. And mm-hmm. I think realtors, just like everybody else, is kind of in different states of mind right now. And so what I'm seeing is some realtors, even at our company, I'm seeing different kind of like categories of realtors. Some of them are super connected. They're staying crazy, super informed. They're all about it. They're making their calls. They're doing their stuff. And they're, you know, they're, they're going to be doing really well. They're reaching out to all the clients. Um, all their clients and just having that personal conversation of, uh, you yeah. know, of what's right. happening, how, what did they feel like talking through the process right now? Yeah. What we saw in the last recession was that some realtors lost, you know, most of their business and some realtors gained market share. And yes. so to me, this is a great time for a realtor to do um, what I'm calling build that bump. And so yeah. they can build a bump in business. But so I think some realtors are getting super engaged with their business. Some, I think, and this is, maybe I shouldn't say this, but here's how I'll say it. Some realtors are uh, occupied with their families, right? Yes. So to that point, um, the realtors are, yeah, they it's easy to pretty much check out. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot of new processes in place, a lot of changes that have come about, right? We're all staying home, the kids' schools are closed. So we are having to find a new normal and a new schedule. And I'm one of those where I'm trying to figure out what that new balance is in keeping things going because I, I love real estate and I want to keep going and I love working with my clients. But then trying to figure out how, where and how to fit in the homeschooling for two kids um, as right. well. There's another group of realtors who I think maybe have become licensed or something's causing their mentality to be this way, but maybe they haven't been uh, an agent for 
they've been an agent long enough that they've seen success in the last year or two with this great market, but not long enough that they remember even the last recession. And so I think that there's some realtors who are kind of just uh, Netflix and chilling right now or, you know, drinking beer or whatever. And they're kind of just saying, ah, well, just just call me in a month. It'll be easy. This is going to be easy. And then there's a, I guess, would that be a fourth category of agent who's kind of all doom and gloom? And they've talked to a couple of their clients and they're going to wait and stuff and they're feeling really doom and gloom. And, and I, I'm hoping that those agents can, you know, shift their mindset and get into this kind of the first agent that I was talking about. We can call it a growth mindset. We can call it abundance. We can call it whatever you want to, but get productive, you know? And so we're really encouraging realtors to stay productive. Yeah. And I don't know that I've seen a lot of doom and gloom from, um, the realtors I know, but um, you, I think, have talked to, a, a, you know, a lot more. Well, it's the realtors who you aren't hearing from. And from my perspective, it's the realtors who we're not hearing from, right? The ones who aren't on our daily calls, the ones who aren't checking in with me, the ones who aren't, you know, responding to my invite for a conversation or whatever. That uh, I think some of those ones are the ones who are kind of head in the sand at this point, you know. Um, let me go through um, what I'm calling. Uh, well, I got this thing from a guy named Vern Harnish. He's got his five C's for uh, dealing with the crisis. And then we're going to. Oh, who's this Vern guy? So Vern Harnish is an author. Um, I forget the name of his books. Don't, don't. Um... Oh, I'll have to look him up. I don't think I've uh, read anything. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's awesome. And he's written a lot of really great books. I've used a lot of his stuff in our company's business planning events and that kind of thing. Oh, so I'll his, check him out. Well, thank you for I'll the recommendation. I've learned something on this podcast too. Yeah. So we'll, I'm going to go through his five C's and then okay. answer some questions. It looks like we're getting some questions through the Facebook live. Good. Uh, so Vern harnesses five C's. Number one, communicate daily. So um, that's, I think, our goal has been communicating daily through the Zoom calls and asking our agents to communicate daily with their clients. Um, number two, C number two is customer and community support. Um, he's saying that one way that you can combat combat depression if you have it is by helping people. Right. Depression from the isolation. Yeah. There you and go. the doom and gloom that you constantly see on the news. Yeah. If you get out there and help people, you know, like that's that abundance thing, right? If you like do good things for good people and kind of good things will come back to you kind of thing. And, well, yeah. And you, you feel a sense of community and part of a community. Okay. Number three is what he calls clean up and catch up. So the idea is, you know, we've, we've all been really busy for the last couple of years with real estate. And so now's the time to clean up your office, get that big stack of papers cleaned up, clean up your database. You know, we all have this like past clients and friends and family in this like database, whether it's a spreadsheet or a CRM or something like that, that it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And so now is a good time to get to that, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Clean up and catch up. Number four is cash. So we are encouraging realtors and other business owners to uh, find a way that they can uh, reduce their unnecessary expenses. You know, it's a great time to look through your credit card bill and see what you can get rid of. Um, this is a good time for any business owner, including realtors, to keep up with the government options and private grants that are available. And a big thing I've been hearing on a lot of the entrepreneurial uh, Zoom calls that I've been on 
is to cash out any line of credit that you have. So if you have a line of credit that's just been sitting there, they're suggesting you pull that money, put it in another bank so that you have the money available should you need it in the upcoming months. Uh, okay, to cover expenses, bills, mortgage. Because none of us know when or if the next paycheck is coming, right? A lot of people, you know, this is a lot of entrepreneurs that have been on these calls have been on. A lot of their businesses have been hit hard and they lost their income and they still have a lot of expenses. And so they need to find, make it through. Yeah. So going back to that customer community support is if there's a way to support the small business that you like. Um, I know that we're all you know, wondering about the paycheck, but I think also just helping each other out is something is another way to just easily help um, buy something from that small business. A lot of them have online stores. Yeah. And the post office is up and running. So that along those lines, you know, we've been doing uh, my wife really kind of is doing her own twist and it's kind of sponsored by Herman London, but on this uh, bear hunt thing. Yeah. So we're neighborhood bear hunt. What's that? Neighborhood bear hunt. The neighborhood bear hunt. Right. So we're kind of doing our own twist on it. But one of the things that we're thinking about offering is like, you know, for people to submit their photos of them, of the bears they see or that the bears at their house or just of their family out having a good time. And then we're going to do some sort of contest, which, you know, like whoever has the most, whichever photo has the most likes, then we're going to give a, a prize. And normally that, that my line of thinking for that type of thing would just be like money, right? The best photo, mm-hmm. the money. But what, because of this whole community thing and all that, the idea that we've come up with so far was instead of just giving money is that we would have Clementine's ice cream delivered to the winner's house. So we can, you know, they can open their door and on their front porch would be like four pints of the amazing award-winning Clementine's ice cream. That's a, I think that's super fun. It's a fun twist, right? And then now you can tell your kid, if your kid's like, I don't want to go for a walk, you're like, you can get ice cream. We might win ice cream. Might win ice cream. Yeah. So the last C of the five C's is what he calls calm and considerate. So I think the message there is just take a deep breath, keep going, We'll get through this, you know, this too shall pass kind of thing. There is some uh, people that are scared to even come out of their homes. But I think the majority of what I see and what I feel is that people are like, okay, all right, well, we just got to figure out how to get through this. But we will get through this and this will pass. I need to, of all the five C's, I think that's probably the one I may be failing at the most because I've taken a really like, you know, I talked about fight or flight. I've taken a really like fight approach. And so here I am in my basement doing a podcast at five o'clock. You know, I can hear my family upstairs and it's a gorgeous day, but I've been down here for most of the day, you know? And so I yep. think. This, and I'm sure you've heard my kids a few times. Cause yeah. I need to like go out and take a walk or something like that. You know. Well, and I told them after the podcast, we we're going out we'll go ride our scooters and bikes and stuff like that. So I don't know. You heard, might've heard one. like, are you done yet? Like, hopefully, hopefully you'll go see some bears in some windows. Um, yeah. Uh, pictures. It's yeah. In every neighborhood has something kind of, a lot of people are putting a lot of things in their windows. Cool. Go find. All right. So let's go through some of these questions we're getting. Go. Um, let's see. Are you guys seeing prices slide with the pandemic or are they holding steady? 
my experience at this point has been prices are holding steady and like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing still multiple offers um, in a lot of cases. Um, the property that I'm listing, you know, there's a house down the street that was pretty similar. And I was like, well, they're still sitting on the market. And so we, I don't know what we're going to do about that. But then the next day it went under contract, you know. So I haven't seen prices slide yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we do. But I don't think that I can really say the statistics. We don't have like maybe enough data to say that yet. Well, we certainly don't have enough data to answer that question. Um, but I don't know that I've seen in the last couple of weeks with the offers that we have done. A lot of what people would consider flashing of prices or anything. What delays can we expect in the process of selling a home? Typically, it takes 30 days or so to close. Well, right now, I... Um, for the um, the property I've put it under contract this weekend, as we've tried to get rolling with the loan, I did put a 30 day close basically. Um, yeah. And the lender is like, I don't know if we can meet that. We're so backed up with all these refis. Yeah. Um, they are hesitant that in the thir- being able to close within 30 days. And I think a lot of lenders are feeling that way. So I'm not sure on um, timeframes. I think it are, slightly extended right yeah, now. I, I would say that unless you're, my perspective is that unless your buyer needs or seller, I guess, if they really need to like sell quick, sell now, I need to move now. I would encourage you to kind of give the deal a little bit of room to breathe and maybe do more like a 60 day closing, you know, 45 day loan commitment and just kind of give everything a little bit of room to breathe so that. Uh, you would go out 60 days. I would go out as far as 60 days. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stress going on, right? Uh, the, like you say, the lenders are backed up. We're having a hard time getting occupancy permits and stuff like that. And it just gives it just gives everything a little bit of room to breathe and makes makes things easier. And I'm saying that's in a situation where we don't have to close right now, you know. But like we were just talking about the fifth C, calm and consider it. It's like why not why not give the deal? I keep I feel like I'm relating it to wine, but like why not give the deal a little bit of room to breathe, Shane? You know? Yeah. Well, yes. Um, and that's probably true. Every, the lenders are backed up um, because the appraisers are backed up. Um, so it's kind of a, um, if you can give it a good 45 days, I guess to 60 days, if the seller will allow it, I think that's, that's probably not a bad idea to just kind of not feel so stressed because there's so much other stress happening right now. All right. Let's compromise on a 45 day closing in like a 38 to 40-ish day loan contingency period. Can we compromise on that? I I would agree to that. It's a deal. <laughs> All right, let's see. I guess that's the only question. We had a comment that people, they've seen people putting up lawn decorations for families to see on their walks, Christmas, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, my neighbor put up Christmas lights. <laughs> we went outside. So there is a thing in the city that people are going back to, yeah, let's, hang, let's have a little cheer. Do yeah. this and put up Christmas lights, and I'm like, man, not a bad yeah. idea. I think it's again. It just goes back to I think it's so interesting how creative people are getting and how much communities are coming together to try and like like the bear hunt, um, putting up Christmas lights, you know, yard um, decorations, drive by birthday parties, you know, where everybody's just driving by and honking because they can't actually really? attend the birthday party any longer. 
Yes. So because you can't get together, it's not safe, and you can't be in crowds of ten or more. You know. So uh, I, I think it's. I I think this is a wild time. I know there's a lot of stress. I also think it's super interesting to see what people in their imaginations are doing. Cool. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. I appreciate yeah. everybody who's watching. Thank you, Shannon, for taking the time to do this. Well, thank you, Adam. Thank you, of course, to our producer, Joey Vosovich, for figuring out how to do all this technology stuff for us. And thank Yay, Joey. Cause, yes, because we are, too, doing the social distancing. Social distancing. Stay at home. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hope to hear from you. Give us a call for all your real estate needs. Yep, we're still in business. We're still all working. Right, take care. Stay well.